0: Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The audio. Cool. And here we go with audio. So we, uh, we should be in good shape now. All right. Kevin Allen. And uh, if I were to go based on your Skype name, your middle name is also Alan. So it's Kevin Allen Allen. Love it.
1: Yeah. I don't know how that happened. I must have put Kevin Allen in the first name and then also <laughs> Allen in the last name.
0: <laughs> I'm going to blame like Google Chrome autofill or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know? let's do that. Yeah. So, uh, so so you were asking me uh, how, how relaxed this conversation is earlier and, and uh, uh, how, how relaxed did you want it to be, Kevin?
1: Well, like, I was just wondering if we need to roll a joint or something. Get- oh, not, no, not that relaxed. But okay. I will say,
0: uh, you know, every now and then I, I kind of update everyone here because I started playing with the stock market. And uh, let me tell you, all of my weed stocks are up. <laughs> 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 Never done it in my life. Well let me tell you, my weed stocks are up. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we we'd be helping you out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So Aurora Cannabis, thank you. Yeah. Um, so so you are with Probacks. Yes. So I and I hope I said that right. It's like a portmanteau of pro and backups.
1: Very good, yeah. Normally that takes some explanation, but that's exactly um, where it came from. That
0: is, well, I mean, I'm an English major at the school of, uh, I just grew up here, and I should know better, so I'd like to, I'd like to think I can hold my own when it comes to things like that. So, so, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, so talk so, to so me, so man, so like there I are so many, so many backup solutions, backup out, solutions out, there. out there. You know, I yeah, never, I'd honestly, I'd never heard of growbacks until so you said, Hey, so let's, let's, let's do this, man. Let's, let's do, do a podcast episode. episode. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's uh you know, there's Datto, there's solar winds backup. And then on the server specific side, there's uh Veeam Altaro. And, and <clears throat> I know, um, uh, the guys over at Kaseya, they bought Unitrends. Uh, yes, Unitrends, and then they've also got um, that other one that they that they recommend over at Text Together. It plays really nicely. I think it's a Cronus. I feel like it's a Cronus, but I could be wrong. So yeah, I mean, there's just yeah. there's so many backup tools out there. Oh, and then and then there's that uh, there's that other one where you get to build your own BDR.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean. There's, there's definitely a lot of options out there. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you're right, like most people in the US um, haven't heard of us before. And uh, in case you couldn't tell from my accent, I'm Australian. And we, uh, so, uh, we actually started the company 15 years ago. It was actually 15 years ago today. Um, so, uh, so it's, uh, and we started it uh, just reselling some file based backup software. And then we we realized the need for to integrate with other backup software, so okay. our first integration was with storagecraft, so we pulled that into our portal so people could um, could manage their file backup and um, uh, and their storagecraft backup all from one portal and then we uh, then we built a uh, we built our own software, which allowed us to kind of be a little helper to the storage graph software running locally and to, uh, to our cloud so we could automatically um, find any issues and then push out any changes that needed to happen down the local side just to cut out any engineering time. Hmm. And, uh, and then what we did is we, so we basically kept going down that path of pulling other backup software in. So you mentioned Veeam. So Veeam is our biggest partner or vendor that we work with. Uh, So we pull all uh, all Veeam info into our console, into our platform, um, and we provide a whole lot of of extra monitoring, management, and automation so that engineers don't have to spend like tons of time managing the backups. They just get one nice view, whether it's like StorageCraft, whether it's Veeam, whether it's Office 365 backups, all in one nice place. And and most of it's automated so they don't have to touch anything.
0: That's really neat. So... You know, I, I'm going to have to beat you up on behalf of the MSPs, okay? So, um, why on earth do MSPs need this when we have tools like, you know, ConnectWise Automate and uh, Datto RMM and Kaseya? And I mean, the, the list goes on. We've got all of these great automation and monitoring tools. What do we need you for? We can just set those tools up to do this, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, you, you definitely could, but we, I mean, pretty much all of our clients, so we're MSP only, uh, and pretty much all of our clients already have those tools in place, but they still use us because of the extra level that we go to. And I mean, look, you've got, uh, say, a specific Windows update doesn't play well with, um, with, say, your StorageCraft software. So we automatically build that into our agents and we go, okay, well, we need to look out for this. If this error happens, then this is a remediation that we can perform. And we're doing those updates all the time. Um, the level of detail we go into, say for Veeam, like we, um, uh, we give you a nice view. So we, if you've got one backup job, which has got a whole bunch of different virtual machines in there, we'll go in and we'll give you the status of each individual virtual machine. You go, Okay. Well, I can see that this one's got backup, but it doesn't have archive or disaster recovery. So you can easily just go click, click, turn those on, and that's it. They're they're covered for backup and DR. Oh, sorry, archive and DR.
0: Okay. So that that sounds that sounds like something uh, above and beyond what the average MSP is able to get their their RMM to do. However. Your tool, I mean, let's let's be fair. Your tool is using the same, like, API calls or um, uh, PowerShell commands or whatever that these other tools, uh, the RMMs, people could program their RMM and do this themselves, right?
1: Well, yeah, they could. But then, again, like, if they're having to program their own RMM, how much engineer time is that going to take them to keep on top of – specific stuff for say backup and disaster recovery whereas this is all that we do so we we're focused on always finding any any advancements that, that we can build into our software into our platform and we're, we are in a very niche market but we're very focused on just providing the best data protection solution as a whole
0: okay so looking at your at your website um, looking at the pricing page, uh, the the first thing I notice on your pricing page is I don't see any pricing.
1: Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so you, that's you tricked us I mean, with a
0: bait and switch there. <laughs> I know. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> the um, I mean like, that's pretty intentional because we only sell to the channel. We don't want some end user coming along and just going, oh well, I can get it for this price. Um, and we want to uh, we want to qualify everyone before we talk to them to make sure that they are an MSP. Okay. And that's essentially yeah. They fill in the form and you get the pricing. That's about it. So
0: how how does the pricing work? Do you charge uh, like like per backup per device, per I, I don't know,
1: like what do you charge? <laughs> so so it used to when we were just doing, say, like a storage craft or a Veeam backup, it was always just a, a cents per gig rate. So mm-hmm. whatever storage was in there, cents, like however many cents, if it's like, say, three cents or five cents, whatever it is, and that would be what you were charged. Um, now, since we've started doing Office 365 and Dropbox uh, backup, um, so they're, they're cloud-to-cloud um, SaaS backup solutions, um, and because – you buy those on a per seat basis. We wanted to make ours a per seat pricing for the backup as well. So it just makes it easier to, to build the customer. So you go, okay, well, you're paying this amount per user for your Office 365, each user you have there, add on another couple of bucks and you've got your da- uh, data protection there too.
0: Gotcha. And then I just want to clarify. So you back up things like Office 365 and Dropbox is that your own solution and your own storage?
1: So on, uh, so for Dropbox specifically, we built that uh, from the ground up ourselves. Um, okay. as, uh, and so we built a version one product because an MSP, one of our clients came to us and said, that's what they needed. So we went, okay, cool, we'll build that. And then um, I think I think Dropbox in Australia, um got wind of it through that MSP as well, then they contacted us and we went through the process of, um, I guess, getting uh, authorized uh, or like recommended by Dropbox themselves. Um, at right. the time, I, I think we might still be the only Dropbox approved uh, backup and archive solution um, and all our APIs um, are whitelisted if people have any API limits on their Dropbox. Okay. Um, we don't, Yeah, we don't use our own storage for that, actually. Uh, we've got a great partnership with Wasabi, um, and we store the actual, the actual data in Wasabi, yeah.
0: But you're you're managing the, I'm going to take this file and put it here. Yeah. And yep. and then you bill us for the storage. We don't have to sign up for Wasabi. We don't have to do any of yeah. that. You handle it right. all.
1: Yeah, we handle it all, yeah.
0: Okay. So, so, I mean, we, so we, that's we
1: the... That's, that's, that's right, the Dropbox. Um, yeah.
0: and, and the thing that I know some MSPs would say is, well, why do I need to back up Dropbox? It's in the cloud. It already has backup features. You can even contact them if you get hit with uh, ransomware and they'll roll you back to the exact date and time that you request.
1: Uh, and look, that, that's a fair point. And to be honest, when the uh, the initial MSP that I talked that I was talking about before actually said they wanted to build a backup solution for Dropbox, I thought the same thing. I was <laughs> like, like why? <what>? Like, <laughs> would people actually want to pay for something like this? Um, it turns out, yes. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Dropbox they can roll you back, but the retention is um, uh, it's not as long uh, as we would provide. So we built this so that we could um, deal in, say, medical, legal, financial industries, so built for over 100 years of retention. And, oh, wow. uh, and obviously it's, it's good to, like from any data protection from a risk management point of view, um, not keeping all your eggs in one basket is obviously a good thing. Um, so, for example, that's why when we're backing up Office 365, we keep the backup in AWS, not in Azure. Even though they're different infrastructure, it's good to just have it with a different provider. Um, and yeah, it's the same thing for Dropbox. Um, you can roll back, um, you might not get the exact retention or as as many restore points as you get. Um, but yeah, the, I guess people just like the the fact of not keeping everything like the data and the backups in the same place.
0: No, that's, that's absolutely fair. I appreciate the, the candid response of, I I thought the same thing. No, that's, that's great. (laughs) And I, I'm going to, I need to, um mute all of my notifications shame on me i don't want to get distracted so all right so um looking uh, again just looking at your at your site here uh you also mentioned office 365 backup so is this another one of those you kind of built it and it it pulls it from office 365 stores it in wasabi for
1: us so, so, this one, we actually, um, we actually use Veeam software, so the Veeam Backup for sure. Office 365 on the back end, and we've got a lot of wrappers around it. Um, so, instead of just kind of having their software, we, uh, like I was saying before, we got a lot of management, monitoring, automation. So, we drill down to each restore point to make sure that uh, everything that's been selected is actually there. So, something common is um, uh, like a permission changes on a SharePoint site. And then all of a sudden we can't back it up anymore. Um, so we get a lot of people moving from other providers to us because that's happened and they weren't notified that it wasn't be able to uh, back up anymore. So they assumed everything was fine, but when they came to Restore, it wasn't actually there. <laughs> so with us, we go through, we check every restore point and we go, okay, well, this SharePoint site is missing. And then we'd notify straight away. So at least everyone's on the same page. We're very transparent. And then we can just help fix whatever issue it is. Awesome. Uh, so the data there isn't stored in wasabi uh, mainly because uh, we have a, a different regions around the world um so we need and we need to have storage that's in uh, that's in those regions so for data sovereignty um so we use aws for that for that storage
0: okay and uh, again fair nothing wrong with uh making sure all of the data is meeting all the the regulations. It's better to check off all the boxes than like half check the boxes, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So then I see something that I'll be honest, I have never heard this in my life. Honeycomb VTL.
1: Yep. I hope I'm so. not
0: like just an idiot, and and there are other MSPs that are like, what the hell is a honeycomb VTL?
1: So uh, so our I guess all of our products and a lot of the stuff that we do is bee themed. Um, so that's where the word honeycomb comes from. And uh, that actually started from our scout software. So scout's are type of bee. And uh, they're like, okay. because bees are kind of always working around and doing lots of things. Um, and then the central point of where the bees go is, is into their hive. And so hive right. is the name of our management console. So that's the honeycomb part.
0: Okay, so and, I'm so it's not that I'm an idiot. It's you just have a, a cool name for your stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> as
0: long as this isn't some industry thing that I've just completely overlooked, I'm I'm good.
1: It no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, might be. We start the trend right now. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. So VTL, uh, virtual tape library. Yep. That's okay. It. Okay. Good. So that's that's what I thought it was at least. Yeah,
1: so, so we won the first innovation award for that um, in Chicago, 2018, I think it was.
0: Very cool. So, yeah. so why on earth? I mean, we we desperately wanted to get rid of tapes. I hate tapes. Tapes are the devil. They're awful. Um Agreed. Why do we want virtual tape libraries? That that sounds like we're trying to go back to tapes. It's, it almost sounds like you're saying, you know, I miss tape after all. Let's let's do this.
1: Well, I guess it's, it's more so like, I guess the word virtual is uh, that's fair is where it's not an actual tape. Um, but having like, when you kind of think about what a tape library looks like, you can go, okay, well, I've got a tape here, a tape here, a tape here. And each one of those, let's say they're a full backup. Each one of those is an individual snapshot. Um, and then you think about tapes. Okay, well, if I store it like somewhere else, it's not plugged in. You can't hack that tape. So our um, Honeycomb VTL is a uh, is an air gap solution. So it's not connected to anything after it's pushed onto that. So that that was kind of kind of the thinking behind it. So it is stored still on disk, but it's just called virtual tape library. Oh,
0: thank God! I'm just glad that there's no actual tapes. No, no, no tapes yeah. were harmed in the making of this product.
1: I <laughs> <like>. <laughs> no, many okay. tapes were harmed. Yeah,
0: many many tapes were. That's you know yeah. maybe that's better that way yeah yeah all right so you said veeam you said um gosh i already forgot all the tools you you said you integrate with
1: so veeam and StorageCraft, they're our main two okay uh, in terms of backup software and yes. then uh, and then like sas backup so you've got dropbox and office 365.
0: okay so, so those are the four products that you that you guys will back up slash integrate with. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, uh, looking at your website, I I should have um, gotten this thing ready so I could like share a screen. My apologies, guys, but uh, oops. <laughs> looking at looking at your website, uh, ProMax. P-R-O-B-A-X dot I-O. If you guys actually want to see it, go to it and follow along with me, okay? So um, when I go to the Solutions Products page, the screenshot that I see of Hive, I hope, is an actual screenshot and not some, like, artist rendition because that is
1: sexy, it it uh, it surely is an actual screenshot and that's the reaction that that most people give us as well
0: yeah i i am all about pretty colors man so um, <laughs> are, is it possible for you to like turn your volume down a little because i'm bleeding through I, your. sorry that's all right so so your um your hive product looks really cool and it, it basically looks like It's, you know, just by logging in, you immediately get a glance of here is how much you've got backed up in, you know, terabytes and gigabytes and whatever else. Um, And then it looks, I think I'm seeing the word mailboxes. Here's how many licenses you have of Veeam. And then it says, here's how much DR bandwidth you have. That's fancy.
1: Yeah, so we so with uh, with DRAS, um, like we, it's very customizable. What you, um, I guess, what you can have. So if you want extra, extra CPU, extra RAM, um, it'll all list there. will <clears throat> all list there. Um, yeah, everything, all the products that you have are listed in there. Um, then you will see the middle section, which has uh, the list of alerts. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've got any, so we've got warnings, errors, and criticals. And uh, there'll be remediation steps there. It'll also tell you if our agent is going to fix it for you um, so you don't actually have to do anything. Um, and then on the right-hand side, probably the coolest thing is the, the risk index. So it's basically like a, a little bar graph where you can, uh, so we take any alerts that exist for a customer and uh, and we work out which ones are the most um, important alerts, how long they've existed for, and then we use that to, uh, to make a risk index so you can see at risk, how uh, each of the customers are, and you just work your way from the riskiest to, to not.
0: That is cool. Um, and I even kind of zoomed in on this just so I could read. Like, it, it tells you, you know, Westralian Australian group, Hive BM account, demo MSP account. Like, it legit, you know, it just straight up tells you, here are the riskiest Clients, and it looks like what it's doing from what I can see because I see the Westralian group. um, It so it it looked like everything was just red bar going across, but what it's actually doing is it's showing you there's red, orange, and yellow within there, so you can see here's how many critical alerts, active uh, I'm sorry, critical alerts, errors, and warnings that there are for each of these clients, and you kind of you know stack them. So that way we, we can see across that bar which, which clients are the riskiest.
1: Yeah, And you can actually um, you can go, okay, well, I don't want to uh, worry about anything except the criticals. So mm-hmm. in, that, uh, in that graph right there, you can actually click off the warnings and errors, and it will just have the criticals and it will leave the critical clients in there.
0: Nice. That's really awesome, man. Cool. Thanks. So, what made you decide you wanted to start up a backup company?
1: So it was uh, so it was 2005. Hey you said it was 15 uh, years ago today. Yeah, 15 years ago today. So, um, so I actually had my own MSP and I was working in a small like a business center business incubator. Mm-hmm. And uh, just doing like IT support and things like that, and there was actually a break-in uh, overnight at the place, and uh, the office across from me got broken into, and this lady she uh, she had all of her computers stolen and all of her backups stolen, which were sitting on hard drives in her office, and wow. she she just came in crying. She's like, "I've just lost ten years of my life. Like it's it's all gone." Um, but a few days beforehand, I had actually set up an offsite backup for her and got everything back so she she was just like blown away that that was there was possible and to be honest it felt really good like coming in as the hero and, and getting all the data back right um, and then I, yeah so I, I had a look around and i was there was nothing really for like smaller customers to be able to afford this and um, so i kind of i was like all oh, right i think i can i think i can put something together that will allow us to kind of service the smaller guys so that no one should have no one should have to lose their last work right and uh, and then the next day i started uh, i registered the company and and uh, and that was 15 years ago today
0: okay so 15 years ago what products were you working with
1: so 15 years ago we actually so we had our own software um and it was by uh, by a canadian company so we, and it was just, just file-based backups. Um, it did exchange and databases, you're, you're testing my memory here. Um, and, uh, and we, so we loaded the software on our servers and then we had the, the agent on the customers, uh, customer sites. Um, so it was, it was pretty basic. I mean, uh, it, it worked well. It just did, like I said, files, database, um, uh whatever, whatever the other one was exchange okay. and uh, uh and yeah and then and then we we got a uh, i mean at the time like StorageCraft was massive massively popular um, especially in australia they had massive foothold there and uh and look it's a great piece of software uh, did exactly what it said it did and um but people didn't want to have to use our software to back up the backups so we're like, okay, well, there was no StorageCraft cloud at the time, so we built our own cloud that would work with it, um, all MSP focused, and then we and we were able to pull the, um, I guess, pull the reporting into one place as well as do extra monitoring and verification on top of that.
0: Awesome. So I think um, a year ago, or I'm sorry, 15 years ago here in the States, it was Veritas Backup Exec at the time. It wasn't even Symantec yet. That was yeah. probably the big one for a lot of the SMBs, at least in my area. So, did you did you do anything at that point with like integrating with other software, or did that come later?
1: Yeah, it, um, I guess it was it was probably later. Like we we just had. Uh, storage craft for a while um like i mean even today we just build things on demand and there was no demand for anything else it was just StorageCraft. like every msp over there i'd i'd say almost almost every msp over there was using StorageCraft. Mm-hmm. so that was the obvious integration to to make and then people started using Veeam and then that's when we started our integration with veem and uh and that's been amazing we've got a great relationship with with the guys at veem guys and gals
0: very cool, man. So, um, before this, you had your own IT company. How long did you have that company? Um,
1: maybe two or three years.
0: And is that company even still around?
1: No. So, so when I decided to um, when I decided to get into uh, the backup side of things, I I was like, well, I can't like if I if I try and do both, then I won't have focus on either. So right. I, I decided to focus just on the backup and then my existing clients, um, I think I just um, I basically gave them all to a friend of mine who is really good in IT but just kind of wanted to get started. And I knew that he would look after them because, I mean, a lot of them had been around with me for a long time and you get that personal connection, so I wanted to make sure they were looked after. So yeah, I gave them to him and, and yet most of them are still his clients even today.
0: Very cool. So. Australia, man. I uh, by your accent, I thought you were in Germany. <laughs>
1: yeah. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> no, no. What? Wait, no. did
0: I say something I shouldn't have? Oh, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> I just know what I like, and I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm holding myself back here. So. Oh, okay,
0: that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm actually holding myself back too. So, um, Good. All right, so. Where in Australia are you?
1: So, so I'm originally from Perth in Western Australia. So that's on the West Coast. Um, we've So our head office is in Perth. Or our Australian head office is in Perth. We've got people on the other side of Australia as well. Um, and then a bit over two years ago, I moved over uh, to the US. So I'm in New York City now.
0: Oh, very cool. Okay. So... so um, because I just love learning about other places, um, Australia, uh, like everything was on fire last year. Yes. is It's not still on fire, is it? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. So what, what was that really like, man? Because, you know, when... I I have no idea. Like, you know, I live in Ohio. So, you know, in California and Oregon, they had a a bunch of fires, you know, down in uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, northern Texas. They've got tornadoes, Um, Florida up through the Carolinas. They've got hurricanes. We, We get a little bit of snow. (laughs)
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. so i have
0: i have no idea you know we don't have um animals that like chase after you and punch you in the face we don't have uh tiny critters that uh bite you and and kill you like we don't have any of that man like all over the country there's a little bit of everything you know but here yeah. i love ohio like everyone's like why would you want to be in ohio like because nothing's trying to kill me
1: here. Yeah, <laughs> that's the exact opposite in Australia. Everything is trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. So, so like
0: Australia, like that blows my mind that I, and I don't even understand like how much of it was on fire or how bad it really was. Did it get to any like cities or was it just like, cause it looks like in the middle of Australia, there really doesn't look like there's anything. Yeah, like, It mean, looks like all the cities are around the
1: edge. Yeah, so all the cities are around the edge. So the, the only thing in the middle is Uluru or, or Ayers Rock, you know, that big, big kind of rock that you might have seen before. Um, but there's not really a whole lot that could really catch on fire there, I guess. Um, a lot of it, uh, I mean, a lot of it was on the, on the East Coast. And uh, I know so one of our guys um, lives in uh, Sydney, and I remember him posting a picture on Slack um, from outside his house, and the, and the whole sky is just orange, and oh, like wow. that must be scary. Like, uh, and there's a lot of people. They, especially like when they live in the rural areas, they um, like yeah. the fire was just going through so fast. Like, it must be so scary to just go. Okay, we got to go. Just pack up what you what you can grab and and get out of here. And then, yeah, just. It's it is pretty scary for for those people that that were involved and close to it. But I mean, the firefighters did a good job. Um, I think the US sent over some firefighters to help out as well. Um, So yeah, it was uh, it's good to see everyone coming together.
0: That is really good. So um, with you know, like you said, you had somebody in Sydney posting pictures to Slack. Did you have any of your team that were displaced or whatever the word is? even if no, they just no, no, temporarily no move for safety,
1: no, I don't think so. I think everyone was, was pretty safe. Um, okay. there were, I mean, everyone's kind of uh, like mindful that something could happen, but usually there's plenty of warning. Um, none of our guys are like out in the bush or anything. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, you usually get plenty of, uh, plenty of warning like when you're in the cities. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And then, um, Australia is, is, is Australia technically like associated with the UK still?
1: Uh, yeah. So we're, we're part of the Commonwealth. Okay. So um, you,
0: so you, you know, long love the queen and all that from you guys in yeah. and Canada. And,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for example, it's a lot easier for Australians to go live and work in Canada because they're all part of the Commonwealth.
0: Gotcha. So why did you go to New York and not Canada?
1: Just love New York, like okay. I've always kind of had a soft spot for it. Um, and we, so I, uh, I proposed to my wife in New York City, and so we've always kind of had that connection to it. And we wanted to move back, so it was a good opportunity to kind of build up our uh, our client base here and support the existing clients we already had. So yeah, it was it's been it's been really fun. It's a, it's a good place, except it's right now it's not the New York that I signed up for. Sure.
0: Yeah. So are you in like New York City? Yeah, in in Manhattan. Manhattan. All right.
1: Yeah.
0: And and I mean I'm I'm just as dumb about New York City as I am about Australia. So I um I I find that whole area where you live now in New York fascinating as well. But I still have so many questions about Australia. So (laughs) All right. So talk to me about Tasmania. What uh, is they, it? Yep. And do they really have devils?
1: They, they, I don't know if they have any, anymore. So uh, you're thinking of a guy that like spins around like a tornado. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. 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 Um, uh, I think, I think they might still have Tasmanian devils, like kind of, I think they're kind of big dog dingo type things. Um, yeah. Tasmania gets pretty cold. Um, I've actually never been there before. Um, uh, it's, it's pretty far away from, uh, where I used to live in Perth. So sure. I mean, most people don't realize is Australia is like the same, pretty much the same distance from West coast to East coast as the U S. So it's a huge place. So, uh, so, really? yeah, so yeah, it's massive. Yeah. You
0: know, I looking at the map, I feel like you're almost right.
1: Uh, yeah, I said pretty close.
0: Pretty
1: close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: it is massive. Like, I didn't realize. I always pictured, like, the U.S. is some, you know, monstrosity. And then Russia's way bigger. And then yeah. Canada is, is up there in size. But Russia's clearly the largest. Um, yeah. But they've also got a lot of, like, you know, Siberia and just a bunch of places nobody wants to be, you know. And then I always pictured Australia as like this dinky little island, like bigger than Hawaii, but still dinky. Like, I never really, I never really, no offense, I never thought much of it. But to be fair, I don't ever go there. So I I don't think much of it. Like, literally, I just don't think much of it. Not that I'm saying, you know. I don't think you guys are worth anything i just literally <laughs> don't think of it much
1: <laughs> so, well, and most people most people are the same and, and like i i mean i didn't really know much about the world or anything like that i wasn't big into traveling um but then since I, I started traveling around the place and kind of exploring different countries you just want to learn more and now i'm like like i know populations of like a bunch of different countries i just find that interesting how long it takes to get places, how big they are. Um, but yeah, so coming here, like speaking to a lot of Americans, they'll, they're like, Oh yeah, I had no idea Australia was that big. They also say there's no way I would go there cause it's way too far.
0: <laughs> I just want to see like how, have, have you ever gotten punched by a kangaroo?
1: Never got punched by a kangaroo, but I had one jump on my car.
0: Wow. They just don't mess around over there, huh?
1: No, they can be pretty scary. The big ones especially, yeah.
0: So you said uh, you didn't really travel much. So you never went to like uh, Papua New Guinea, New Zealand, Singapore, Indonesia, Philippines, none of that?
1: Yeah, I I didn't start traveling until I was maybe like 26 or 27. Um, And then, yeah, did a a bit of um, like Southeast Asia, like, because that's very easy for us. Oh so sure, very popular. Yeah, very popular dos- destination from uh, from Perth in Western Australia. Uh, everyone goes to Bali on holiday because it's it's so close. You can get there quicker than you can get to the east coast of Australia, That's
0: and sweet. everything
1: is dirt cheap. Yeah.
0: So Bali, that is part of uh, Indonesia. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and it looks like Bali is its own little island, even.
1: Yeah, so Indonesia is like just tons and tons of little islands mainly.
0: Yeah, there's there's like a, at least 12.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's at least like 100. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, cool. So so now you said you're in the Manhattan area of New York. Yeah. So obviously, like you said, New York is not the New York you remembered. Um, but, you know, when you moved there, like I think you said you moved there a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you, you moved back to the New York, you remembered. You're just not there right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> just not there right now, yeah. I mean, like, the Walking Dead version of it. Right, right. Right. Yeah.
0: Which I bet is still kind of, like, obviously eerie, but neat at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good. Like, you... I mean, I don't... I go outside maybe once a week. I should probably go out more. But mm. um, when you do go out, you can... Like I, I guess I kind of appreciate things a lot more, just like kind of looking around and just spending more attention on the architecture of the buildings um, and just kind of appreciating the history there. Uh, all, everything's like getting nice and green. Um, yeah, and it's coming into the hotter weather as well. And because you can't really do much, we find ourselves getting the city bikes, so hiring bikes and, and then just riding around, which is something I would never do before. I would just go, yeah. straight down to the pub and have a beer. So, yeah.
0: Now in Manhattan, I feel like it's pretty common for people to not own a car.
1: Yes, yeah. So-, so I, I don't know many people that own a car. I've, I this is the first time I've, I haven't owned a car.
0: It's weird, right?
1: It's weird, but it's it's really nice because before I would always, if me and my wife go out somewhere. I would always have to be the designated driver, which sucks. So now that never happens. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So would you say you probably spend less, more, or about the same as as you did before when you had cars, but now it's on like taxis and Ubers and trains and whatever else, right?
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd say you definitely spend less. Um, I mean, the good thing about New York is the subway system. It's, it's so efficient. It gets you pretty much everywhere um, mm. and it's, it's pretty cheap for what it is. Um, and you get like an unlimited pass uh, for say a, a month and, uh, and you just use it as, as much as you need, uh, it's super easy to get around, um, rarely use Ubers. Um, yeah, it's I mean, the so subway system. Here so, the,
0: so you'd rather take the subway than an Uber. For the most most of the time,
1: yeah, yeah, because it's uh, it's more predictable um, in terms of when you're going to arrive because you don't need to think about traffic.
0: That's right. But like right now, do you like there's no traffic on any of the
1: roads? Right? I haven't I haven't gone in the subway in over three months.
0: Right. So now, when you get around, um, you like there's there's just like stores at like every other corner, right?
1: Yeah. So, so
0: so if you want to get groceries do you go to some, I'll call it like little mom and pop kind of place, or are you going to like a Kroger or whatever the, ch- you know, regional chain is around you?
1: Yeah, and That's not so because I'm we,
0: judging. I just have no idea what it, I truly have no idea what it's like around New York city. Yeah. I've never been.
1: Well, I guess the good thing is there's, there are lots of places around where you, and like we're fairly close to a bigger type chain, um, but they're but given it's in Manhattan and like kind of very close to Times Square, their prices are, are pretty expensive. Mm. So we actually find it cheaper to order it online and get it delivered, and because they go to a different store, which may be a little bit further away, uh, but That's you can crazy. get all of your stuff cheaper and get it delivered. Yeah,
0: that is absolutely crazy. So so you live near Times Square then?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty close. Yeah, a few blocks That's- away.
0: That's cool, man. So um, have you gone to Times Square for uh, like the ball drop or any of the big events they have down there?
1: So the, yeah, so the ball drop, um, that's actually where I proposed. Very, very cliche, wow. I know. But, uh, yeah, but that, that was really cool. We, um, uh, the NYPD even escorted us into this little area. Like we had our own pen um, in front of the ball drop. And, uh, yeah, that, and that was, that was really cool. Um, I mean, look, there's, there's so much to do in, in New York and, uh, we try and see as much as we can. So, uh, like we love going to basketball. So, um, so always down at Madison square garden. Um, yeah, it's basically just take your pick. Yeah.
0: That's so cool, man. And looking at, you know, like I, I like to open up Google earth and, and like, you know, walk around with the people as I talk to you guys. So like I see, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how close it is to you or anything, but I see like there's a Nintendo store. Like, you know, I've I've been to like GameStop and, and stores like that, but I've never I've never even heard of a store that's made by and for Nintendo.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually haven't been to that. Yeah. But I guess like they all have like their flagship stores and they have to put them like in New York City and in Times Square, like just to be just to be noticed, because there's I mean there's usually so much foot traffic there. Everyone just kind of wants their name out there.
0: Oh, absolutely. And then oh, look a Best Buy. I I mean it makes sense, but again, I just don't think of these kinds of things. And then like like a Best Buy, they don't have a parking lot, right?
1: No, or would they have a
0: parking lot? They might
1: do, yeah. Because the uh, which Best Buy are you at? Time I, it looks time like I'm
0: it? I'm near Fifth and Forty Fourth, East Forty Fourth, West. 44th. Oh, I guess. Oh, yeah. I guess it. So, I guess it kind of splits there.
1: So there's One, a there's a Best Buy down at um, down at Union Square um, on Fourth and Thirteenth and a uh, funny story i uh, our office was uh, was broken into and uh, and they used my backpack to steal my laptop and a bunch of laptops around uh, around the office and uh, 3 days later i randomly ran into the guy in that best buy with my backpack on and all the laptops inside it you're kidding me is insane the the craziest thing I've ever happened in my life. How hard did you hit him? Uh, so I was very smart because I'm here on a visa. I don't want to just go hit him. So I went and got security to to kind of back me up. And uh, they were no they were no real help there. I ended up chasing him through the store. We pinned him down. We got all the laptops out. He ran off, but he still had my backpack. Um, he he ran out the front door, and there was a lady recording screaming I'm a lawyer you have to let that guy go and so the Best Buy guys just let him walk out the door I'm pulling my backpack he comes in with a with a big haymaker over the top I block it I hit him back and I'm like thinking that that's that's it done and uh and then he he basically no one stopped him he just walked out the store so I I ran off there was someone someone actually recorded it and I found it later on Instagram uh, um just under hashtag Best Buy and so I ran out and I chased him down the street. Um, yeah, I felt, like, I felt like Bruce Willis. I pulled him out of a taxi and uh, we were fighting on the side of the street. No one helped. And I ended up, I pinned him down um, and, uh, and basically just waited for the police to get there. Police never came. The, the guy started crying. Please let me go. You've got all your stuff back. And so I, I let him go. And the cops turned up a few minutes later. We went riding around like trying to find him. Um, yeah, and then, uh, but I, but the main thing is I got everything back, and I walked back into the office like I was ten feet tall, because oh, I just had everyone's stuff. And then the funny thing is, um, so i I was icing when I go back to the office, they gave me some ice for my for my fist, and uh, I'm sitting there uh, on the couch with this bag of ice on my fist, and the cops turned up. And they, they didn't know that anything had happened just then. They were just coming to get another copy of the security footage from the break-in at the office. And they're like, they're like, oh, don't worry, we got all the stuff back. And the cop's like, huh, how? They're like, All oh, right, he just got it back. And I'm sitting there with this uh, with ice on my fist. And they're like, what happened there? And I'm like, I probably shouldn't say what happened. And they're like, street justice? And I'm like, yeah, street justice. They're like, yeah, cool. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> That is pretty cool, man.
1: So, uh, crazy. I mean,
0: I'm I'm like looking for this Best Buy because you said it's it's around Fourth and Thirteenth, and and uh, I assume yeah. it's, I assume it's like a like a block
1: ish away from Broadway, right? Uh, y- yeah, yes, yes. So, do you see Union Square? I see it's Hyatt like
0: big, Union Square, New York.
1: Yes, yeah, like, I'm, so I'm, Union Square is like a big park. Oh. It's just on the south of that park.
0: Wow, I really suck at this.
1: <laughs> Actually, okay. sorry, not thirteenth, fourteenth. But I haven't been out in so long; I can't remember my street numbers. Oh,
0: that's hysterical. <laughs> well, I—I'm sure it's, but it doesn't look like there's any parking lots here either.
1: Yeah, I—I wouldn't know. Like that's something that never crosses my mind these days,
0: <laughs> right? So, and the reason I ask is because, like, you know, here, you know, there's there's so much land around. Like, they'll make a Best Buy with a ginormous parking lot, right? Yeah. You know, they can yeah. fit 300 cars or whatever in that lot. And yeah. right now, because Best Buy is not allowed to be open, what they're doing is they're actually, um, you can you can place an order on BestBuy.com, and you can do pickup, and they'll let you drive there uh like go up to the front door and then pick up your order from the door without leaving your car
1: which i gotta say
0: is really nice uh i've spent more money with with best buy in the last um couple months than i have in the last five years
1: Yeah, i was going through my amazon prime account the other day and i'm like just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling like oh no i've just been spent way too much Mm -hmm. But uh, it's just so easy just to get everything uh, delivered or yeah you're just kind of stuck in here you're like okay well what do i need like just just buy it yeah
0: that's really cool man so and then because i was looking for the best buy the the thing that you're probably going to laugh at me about is uh, I see a place called Flight Club.
1: It looks oh, yeah, like a shoe right. store. Shoe but, store. Yeah.
0: But I read it at first as Fight Club. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which is such a good movie, man. I'm uh, pretty sure that's the pun they were going for. Yeah. Oh, I'm it, sure it is too. It. It. Uh, oh, yeah, Fight Club. It, it took me so long to get that movie at first. Like, it really? was actually? Someone had to explain it to me like back in high school like how many times uh, did you watch it first uh maybe once so you watched it and you still didn't know what was going on no i didn't i didn't kind of get like the whole uh, personality thing i guess
0: Gotcha. well i mean you're probably just a normal guy without any problems so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like i don't what's what? <laughs>
1: like no, yeah, you don't, no, you don't know any enough. you
0: don't yeah. know any crazy people is the problem. You need more crazy yeah. people What's in your life?
1: life. Yeah.
0: Oh man. <laughs> All right. So that that is um that is too funny. I, I just I love looking around like, you know, new, like I said, New York and and other places and just learning random so what is your favorite thing about living in new york city
1: um i guess just you can you can do whatever you want um and pretty much whenever you want so like where we lived in in australia so obviously australia is very distant or very far away from from the rest of the world and so they have parking lots. sorry
0: they have parking lots too right Yes, they do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of land there. So yeah. I mean, where we're from in Perth, especially on, on the West Coast, there's so much land. Um, and because there's so much land, everyone wants their house on a big piece of land. So you have to drive really far away to, to go see someone. Um, and there's not really a, a huge amount of places to go or or things to do. Like you'll uh, like so we love watching uh, like going out and watching stand up comedy. Like that that's a big oh, thing so that we would normally do. And, uh, so like, so yeah, I remember in Perth, it's like, ah, Jerry Seinfeld's coming in two years time, get your tickets now. And (laughs) he plays here like a couple of times a month. So. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Especially, I think he lives in
1: New York. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. So And,
0: And that's really cool. Like, you know, if you live in like New York or LA, the likelihood of you running into, you know, celebrities I assume yeah. is very high
1: yeah it is but um I know like New Yorkers always try and play it cool um and not kind of freak out um I don't think I've really met anyone that I I didn't know was going to see so for example if I'm going to a stand-up show to see someone um oh actually no so I, I, I saw um, Bill Burr I don't know if you know him yeah um yeah so he uh, yeah just saw him like he was he was having dinner there uh, I had a little freak out moment there. That, that was uh, that was pretty cool, um, but yeah, you, you occasionally see people around, um, but not as often as you'd think. And, and you have to really play it cool as a as a New Yorker. But then you but, see.
0: But if they hear your accent, you can be like, you can just play it off as, "Oh, I'm just a tourist."
1: Well, yeah, and look, I, I use that excuse for pretty much being able to do whatever I want to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry,
0: <laughs> officer, I'm just a tourist.
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it works it works like a charm
0: yeah <laughs> oh that's funny so so you're so, running the bilber like and and i i would expect you know if you go to a comedy show to see somebody famous you're going to see the famous person there so i didn't mean that yeah. but you know you you might be out uh at dinner and, and running the you know beyonce and jay-z or something yeah. you never know like,
1: like no that's it you never know yeah you see them just walking, walking down the street. I mean, it's, I mean, with everything, uh, with everyone living so close together, like we always say we've probably passed like a hundred celebrities and never, never noticed because you're not paying attention to every single person.
0: Right. And, you know, especially with the area that you live, you know, I'm, I'm sure like you might not have one, but in your building, there might be a penthouse or three. Yep. Yep. Um, so, so you might have famous people living there that you may or may not know about.
1: That's right, yeah. Yeah. You know about them. And then you? You, yeah, you could just run into them, yeah.
0: Yeah, that that would be sweet too, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what else do you want to talk about, man? You got anything else exciting to to share? Uh,
1: exciting? Um, oh, I mean, we've
0: I, mean, uh, backups, I the, backups are so, like, cut and dry, you know? We we talked about it.
1: I know. But like, it? See, backups, they're boring, right? How's, um, how's the pandemic going? Um I like, Before I go to that, I'm just going to clarify that you can't cut me off when I say backups are boring without letting oh, me share. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting in so much trouble, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Right. Backups are boring, but they're they're essential. You're all yeah. it's like you never win a client on backups, but you can lose a client if a backup doesn't work. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. that is. But yeah, you're right. They they they're very cut and dry. Yeah, when they when they work, yeah. I mean, people put them off because they're pretty boring, um, and so we're trying to add a little bit of fun into that. So, like, mm-hmm. hence the product name, like Honeycomb and Scout and things like that, getting people engaged and with it and. Yeah, I mean, I like to have a little bit of fun, and, and especially now, like, that we're in lockdown, like, I'm just kind of going, okay, well, how can I, uh, like, have a little fun for myself, but, like, also maybe add in some Easter eggs that maybe uh, some of our MSPs will, like, look through the console and go, oh, cool, like, I found this little sort of thing, so, yeah.
0: Very cool, man. So, how, how is the pandemic going for ProBacks?
1: Uh, so for ProBax, it's it's been really good. Um, the uh, and I say that because a lot of uh, a lot of MSPs are finding that their engineers can't go on site, um,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: they they uh, they're not doing what they normally would. They've got a lot of downtime, and they can now kind of reassess what they were doing and if it's working. Um, and and like we're we're just getting heaps more inquiries, and they're turning around a lot quicker because. Like I was saying, backups normally get pushed to the bottom of the list. Like everyone goes, Oh, yeah, I'll look at that later. I'll look at that later. But now people are actually going, Okay, well, I've got time. Let's look at it now. Uh, so they're realizing what they have isn't working. Come to us and, and yeah, they're, they're sorted uh, almost immediately. So it's it's been, it's been, uh, been really good. Yeah.
0: That's great. That's great. Um, did you guys have to do anything with the, the government stuff, PPP, idle? Uh, uh, yeah. Administration.
1: yeah, we uh, we what did we do? Uh, I think we did the PPP, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then so there were also ones for the Australian government as well, nice. and and there was a there was another US one as well, uh, which we thought was going to be like ten grand, and it turned out it that was, was like the angle employee. yeah yeah. How how many employees do you have in the US? Uh, so we, we have people in, uh, 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 uh i I was going to say something, but I won't say that. Um, we have, uh, so we have three people in the U S okay. um, so my wife actually works for us as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, that's a, it's an interesting dynamic, um, because obviously we, we live together and now we're working together in a very small New York city apartment, Oh boy. Um, But it's, it's been amazing and she's, she's been killing it. So yeah, she's she's doing, doing really good. Yeah.
0: And then how many employees do you guys have over in Australia?
1: Um, got about 10, um, over in Australia. Um, and we've got, we've got three or four more starting. Um, uh, what's the date? Probably this month or next month.
0: Okay. And then do you have, um, like, do you have any coders over in Asia or anything like that?
1: no no not in asia um but they're more so in uh in the americas so mainly central and south america
0: oh, Okay. Oh, um,
1: mainly because it's it like i like to kind of get involved with that stuff so uh, uh, it, in asia the time zone doesn't really work uh, for me
0: got it well that that makes sense so you want to be in the same time zone
1: as the yeah. people that are doing all that and then the
0: other employees that you have are they doing code tech support
1: they're either doing support um like sales uh, or account management or accounts um yeah yeah
0: okay so all the coders are now in the central or south america region. yeah yeah and then back when yeah. you were in australia they were probably in the um south asia region
1: yeah correct yeah yeah uh, and, and we also – so we also had some in Perth um, as well as uh, like now uh, we uh, have people in the U.S. as well, uh, okay. but not everyone is, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, there's some really smart people in other areas of the con- of the globe. And, you know, as a business owner, if you're able to get somebody at a lower rate and still make them happy, why not? Yeah, and that's and that's the part that, you know, as 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 an American, it's so difficult for me to justify because you know, jobs in America, hashtag America, you know, like, but then yeah. but then I'm also a business owner. I'm like, all right, but I could get this done for like you know, pennies on the dollar. So yeah. five here I come, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's, it, is, it is tough, you know, trying to figure out how to manage that, you know, that balance because there's that tension between the two. So, yeah, yeah. How, how do you – do you have a difficult time justifying that balance to yourself or to your team or anything like that?
1: Well, like I, I would – I've always preferred getting people, like local people, um, not just for like supporting the, the economy, but uh, I find it a lot easier to be in close quarters with someone. Like especially when someone's new and you're onboarding them, you want to like brain dump as much as you can onto them. And uh, it's really easy if someone's sitting right there and you can go, okay, blah, 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 all done. Um, so that's why I'd, I'd always favor that method over, um, say, getting, a, uh, getting someone that's far away because I find it harder, like if they just want to ask a quick question. Um, but now we we kind of forced to to get someone and like teach them remotely anyway. So I'm like, well, is there an advantage to getting a local person that that might might be local, let's say, to do development work? Um, but it's still going to have the same challenges as if they were work if they're from like South America.
0: Hmm.
1: All right. So yeah, you're right. It's tough. It is tough. I mean, like this is all going to be over one day, and, and everyone will go uh, back into offices, I assume. Um, mm-hmm, and at that, man. Yeah, well, I know. Like it's, we, we're trying to think like what's, what is it, what is going to happen? Because there's some there's some big companies, especially in New York, um, that have like thousands of employees that were working from their office, and now they've proven that they can all work remotely. So why wouldn't you save the crazy New York office rent?
0: It's so true. And I mean, yeah. think about I, – I know um, – man, I don't remember the companies now, but I feel like Slack uh, might have said you can just stay home, just work from home forever. Was it, was it Twitter? Twitter. Twitter yeah. did. And then I, th- I yeah. think Facebook might have done something. Like yeah. some, some really big like Silicon Valley, of course, is, yeah. is where yeah. a lot of these companies are. But a lot of like tech companies are really saying, you know what? everyone's still getting their stuff done. Yeah, work from home guys. If you if you keep this level of productivity up, we don't need to spend tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on office space. Yeah. And and kudos. I mean, especially if they can take those and then and then here again as a business owner, it's tough because I look at it and go, Oh man, hundreds of thousands of months saved on rent or mortgage or whatever on office space. You know, now I now I immediately see a one point whatever million dollar bonus in my future, right? Yeah. But then at the yeah. same time, I'm also like, Man, I'd really love to pass this on to the to the team somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that should be that should be what the business owners that are realizing that they don't need the The additional overhead will do because i i know some companies are all about you know let's let's pay out the the owner and then if they're public obviously they got to pay out the shareholders and all that but some of these smaller companies you know maybe a few hundred employees or fewer that are not public you know they're privately owned i'm i'm hopeful that those companies are the ones that can um take those savings and and pass some of it on to the team because One thing that business owners need to remember is if it weren't for the team, you would not be as successful as you are right now because you clearly can't do it all. Like even, you know, you, I mean, okay, so you've got 13-ish people, including you and your wife, um, and then however many programmers you have, too. So maybe you have 20. I don't know. Maybe you have 20 total people across the globe. Your company would not be as awesome as it is if it weren't for... Most of them, <laughs> every <laughs> single one of those people, right? I so, like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I, I just always, I always try and think about putting other people first. Like, don't yeah, but, get me wrong. Yeah. I want to get mine too. Like I said earlier, yeah. I'm playing in the yeah. stock market. I'm having fun, but I, I do like to put other people first.
1: Yeah, and look, I'm, I'm the same. The, I mean, I've been doing this. Uh, like I mean I've been doing Provax uh, for 15 years and and the people that work for us they're, they're like my family and so yeah. if if they need some time off if they just need to recharge if they need to look after their family or, or whatever yeah take the time like look after your life we'll always be here we'll cover for you um, and everyone's really good at kind of filling in the gaps like they know okay well this person's away today so everyone else can kind of pitch in and, and help out. Um, and then that just kind of goes around and as much as you, as much as you might like, or I might like to want to do it all, it's, it's not a sustainable business model. So yeah, and there's, and there's stuff that I really enjoy doing, but I just, I I would love to do it all myself, but I I just can't So everyone pitches in and, and gets things done much quicker.
0: Well, good, man. Yeah. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for popping in here today and doing this with me. Um, I'll have this up. I think I told the guys last week it'd be up the next day. So I'll have this up later this week or next week. Okay. Because no um, life and business happens and it's taken me a little longer to get these up than I wanted.
1: Yeah. All good. All good. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. All right. Thanks very much, Steve. That, that was cool as. Cool. Take care. Yeah. All right, catch on. Take care, Kevin.